Welcome to Devon Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Ruschuk. I'm here with special guest, Louis Shank. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat. Now, exactly what does your company do? I know what it does, but for viewers and listeners at home, what does it do? Yeah, so we're a PR and podcast agency. We work with personal brands and help them become synonymous with their industry, obviously leveraging podcasts, leveraging media, and then creating world-class social media content for them to position their brands and yeah, ultimately win. Awesome. So what led you into that? Yeah, so I have a, a background in events. So I, I own an events company that operates nationwide in Australia. I sold 70% of it last year, so I'm, I'm pretty uninvolved in it. But um, yeah, it was kind of around the time of COVID where it, I saw COVID was happening in China and I was like, things might get a little dicey here for events because it's all face-to-face that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the industry that we're in. And so I, I kind of had the foresight to be like, okay, well, I'm going to have a contingency plan in place here and I don't want to be stuck with no income because we end up having to refund tens of thousands of deposits and cancel every event for the whole year. Anyway, so one of my best friends, actually, this is kind of, it kind of always highlights to me the importance of having a really great circle. Like he mm-hmm. he built sales teams for companies. He knew that I, I, I knew how to run a business. He's like, hey man, I've got a guy in America who really needs help, you know, with his sales team. Can you want to jump in and, you know, work for them for a bit just to, you know, figure something out in the meantime while the event's going on. And anyway, I ended up working for this guy who had a PR company. I fell in love with the, the whole concept of PR and helping people be able to share their stories and get their brands out there. And I pretty much was just a student while I worked for this guy. I just studied his business. How does he talk to clients? Where does he communicate? How does he manage everything? And to be honest, just learned his whole business inside and out and made some really good connections. And then I said, sorry, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to do this myself. So exactly we go to a company any entrepreneur does this we go to a company we learn the ins and outs of something that's similar that we're passionate about and then we create our own company and then we do it better that or we perceive we do it better than the other company (laughs) well that's exactly why because i was like man this guy you know his fulfillment was nowhere near as good as i thought it would be and i was like man i could do so many things better and yeah like i think one of the biggest things that I always think is like, if I ever want to learn something, I'll just go get a job. Like if I wanted to learn how to build a tech startup, I'll literally just go get a job at a tech startup because you'll just learn faster than anything else when you're immersed in it. There's nothing better than real world experience. Exactly. I mean, you can go to colleges, you can go to universities and get the education. Well, the education is only half of the journey. You have to have the real world experience to do anything. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I would say even more than half, like, you know, the, the experiences, because uh, I spent four years in university, right? Two years mm-hmm. college in America, two years back here in Australia. My, I finished my degree, graduated with a Bachelor of Entrepreneurship, right? So a certified entrepreneur according to university. I had no idea. The first thing about running a business after that, right? Before I started my own events company, I worked for these two other guys who ended up running their events company before I started my own. And I learned more in the first week of running their business on how to run a business and build a business than I did in four years of like creating these complex business plans to create the next Uber or the next McDonald's. Like, you know, reality, that's not most of businesses, right? Most businesses are like smaller. And so you mm-hmm. got to start small as well in order to like learn it. Um, but yeah. So I think it's, I think it's almost disproportionate in the amount of like that action and execution trumps the, the education part. Exactly. As my, as an entrepreneur myself, I understand the practicality versus what we're taught. And 90% of what we're taught doesn't exist in the real world. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's by, fly by the seat of your pants and just go into it. 
Well, you have to have experience. Otherwise, when you're running a business, you don't know how to talk to customers. You don't know how to talk to vendors. You don't know how to talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even sending an email. Like I had no idea how to actually send a proper email until the guys I was working for, I was emailing like a, like a potential customer and like, dude, what are you doing? Like, do you not know how to email? Like I didn't have any spaces in between the paragraphs. It was just like all just like one big block of text and like you got to format it. And so yeah, even just like as basic as sending a professional email, like they don't teach you that practical stuff. No, they don't. I mean, it's taking four years to develop an email just for this podcast here that works. Right. And now it has a 90% version rate. Wow. Takes time, so, right? Yeah, it takes years to learn what you're doing unless you're working in a job that does what you're doing. Correct. Correct. If I wanted to go learn something about the restaurant business, I'm going to go work in a restaurant. It's the same thing in any other business. Exactly. Yeah. So what makes your company stand out? Yeah, I mean, I would say a few things. Like a lot of companies in, you know, PR, I you know, I never like to talk talk bad on other like businesses, but like that they're, they're what I call dinosaur age PR companies, right? They move really slow. It takes you know, because we've had clients that have moved from other companies to us because it was like three months of paying a four grand a month retainer with them mm -hmm. and they've got barely anything to show for it, right? right? Whereas we just want to get things moving as quick as possible. So we aim to have every client onboarded and the strategy done within the first three days. So we really just like to ramp things up. And on top of that, all of our clients have a guarantee on a set number of deliverables. So like, like I mentioned, like most PR companies have a retainer. There's no guarantee on a number of deliverables per month. So it's like, cool, you pay their retainer for six months and they might finally get you one thing right? Whereas we structure it differently. So it's like, cool, we'll do this four months. Here's the number of deliverables we're going to achieve for you in this time. If we don't achieve them for you in this time, we'll work for free until we do, right? So it's like our customers have the peace of mind that they know exactly what they're getting. And then they're not just going to keep getting charged exorbitant bills each month that end up being tens, you know, tens and tens of thousands mm -hmm. without nothing to show for it. So I'll tell us our biggest differentiator. That is very different from a lot of the PR firms that come to me as well. I mean, you come to a PR firm and then you think you're going to get booked on something, but you don't necessarily follow through. You can have one PR person go back and forth with a media outlet three or four months before they finally book you. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't have to be. It can be literally instantaneous. You don't have to wait four months. Mm -hmm. Correct. One of our biggest clients, like, I was kind of referring to them in an example. So two guys, they're, they're probably 29 now. This was like 18 months ago that we did it for them. So one of them knows my partner and they saw that she was working you know, in PR. And anyway, they reached out to and said, hey, what do you guys do? We're currently paying a ton of money, not getting much for it. Can we have a chat? And so I spoke to the guys and I even said, look, man, I think what you guys are doing is like, because they built a $50 million company in a matter of three years, right? Like a proper revenue, right? Right. And I was like, this is such a good story, such a good hook. Literally, first round of pitches, I pitched like only like three to four journalists. Australian Financial Review, which is one of the biggest publications in Australia that almost everyone wants to be on. We got mm -hmm. them a spread in there, both in the print and the digital edition in the first week. And so because I was so confident that I knew we'd get something for them, I said, look, don't pay me a cent until we actually deliver this for you, right? And so they were like, you know, I have, I have incredible testimonials from them, which is awesome. Um, but it just goes to show, right? Like they spent months with this other company that, couldn't get them anything. And we literally got that done for them like in the matter of the first week, right? So yeah, it's a win-win. It, it A, depends on who you know and what who you know, who they, they know 
and then can it actually follow through? Mm -hmm. yeah, we definitely. have the same problem in the U.S. I have a lot of friends and clients that are in Australia. And it's like, okay, we reached out to this company. It took us six months to get one interview or one website where we go to this company. Well, we might get three or four, but is that really worth $4,000 a month? Mm -hmm. Correct. Well, you're doing, hey, within three to four days, you have someone booked on one of the biggest things. That's equivalent to our Forbes if you're in the U.S. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I do keep up with some of the publications. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. That's amazing. So it's it really works when you have a company, a PR firm. They are basically your entire marketing agency for your company. Mm -hmm. Have the mindset you do have to pay for this. But at the same time, you want a company that can deliver, not just take your pay check. Correct. And like, I think the biggest thing that I've found is like people just want something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, most business because most business owners they get no kind of media attention throughout you know the whole duration of their business careers unless they actively go out there and try and pursue it or mm -hmm. they have an agency but like you know the journalists don't just come knocking on your door for a small business and say hey we really want to write about you right it's very small percentage of businesses get that right and so so many people that we found is like they just want some kind of recognition they've been in business for 10 years and they've never had that and so when you can give someone that recognition it might not be a Forbes, it might not be a financial review. It could just be like a small publication in their industry that gets 15, 20,000 readers a month. But that like validation recognition they get, like I've had a client, she's like, I've never felt so confident in my own self. Like I always doubt myself. And after like, you know, I had that article done, I can't even remember where it was, but she was like, I actually just felt so confident in my own ability, right? So there's, you know, that's obviously like a, a very intrinsic benefit to it. But point being, people just want something. Right. So that's why we just aim to reduce the time to value and, you know, getting a client booked on a podcast in the first five days. Right. Like you just want that to happen as quickly as possible. Exactly. It's time. But what are, what does your client want? That's one. Then you go, OK, do they just want recognition or do they want something that has traffic? So are you going to a small publication or a larger publication? What does a client need? That's always the first and foremost, what you need to ask as a PR firm and you're killing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's about, yeah, identifying those opportunities in alignment with what the client wants and needs. Cause I say this all the time. Like everyone's like, yeah, I really want to be on like Forbes, right? Like firstly, barely anyone, like a lot of people aren't, you know, qualified or at that level to be in Forbes yet, right? Mm -hmm. Like just to be completely direct. But in reality, sometimes they would get far more benefit getting on a platform that has like 30,000 readers a month of people who are their, like, you know, their specific client avatar versus getting in Forbes where they get millions of readers a month, thousands of articles a month. And, you know, you could just potentially get lost in the noise a little bit there, right? Exactly. I mean, you go right to the Forbes brand, but... and you're going there. Most people that read Forbes are reading for very specific things. They're not there to read new people. Unless you're on the cover and then you're new and you're right in their face. That's very hard to do. Let's face it, Forbes says 12 covers a year. Mm -hmm. What's the chance of you're going to be on the cover? That's realistic. 12 and 7 billion, to be precise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's just, you know, realistic numbers. At the mm -hmm. same time, you can go to billions.com that has the same content almost and have a better traffic to whatever you're doing mm -hmm. 
yeah. it works. You just have to be mindful of what you're doing and have a PR person that knows the difference between, hey, Forbes has this, but you only have a 1% chance of being on the cover. Let's just pull, pull a number. And then, but you can be on this site and you have 30,000 people going to read it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's about identifying that and then finding, yeah, the best avenue. So what is next for you? Yeah, just continuing to build and expand the company. So yeah, got a bunch of hires that I need to make that's kind of been taking up a lot of my time. So yeah, just continuing to develop our own brand, continue to develop our, you know, our service, customer experience. It's, it's the most important thing for us is ensuring that every client's happy. So yeah, just investing in team members, more support, more, you know, like onboarding team members. So yeah, I, I mean, in terms of like, aspirations like yeah i want to i want this i want boost media agency to be like synonymous with pr for personal branding so because mm -hmm. ultimately like I, I don't see what we do just as pr right like we're in the business of like building personal brands and so there it you know personal brand is like, you can get a ton of different definitions but like what i've found to be true is that with the avatar of client that we work with like you know founders of companies in the one to 20 one to 30 employee range they are the biggest lead generation asset for their business, right? People want to do business with them. Like one of the first things I learned from my mentor is that people don't do business. They, they do business because they like you, right? People, mm -hmm. people don't buy your product, your service, they buy you. And so we want to help our clients become synonymous with their industries, right? Where everyone who just knows, likes and trusts them. And they are the person that people just go, yeah, I really, really love Sarah. Like I want to work with her, right? Versus the next person in the industry. So Leveraging these powerful tools like, you know, different podcasts, different PR, social media to, yeah, really boost that. Exactly. Now, are you only in Australia or do you do international? Yeah, we do international. So half of our clients, Australia, half in the US, got a couple in the UK, but yeah, a spread between Australia and the US. Awesome. So you're, are you spreading out to all of Europe then? We are looking to start to expand into Europe. Obviously, it just takes a bit of time to build a lot of like connections and relationships there, particularly with media. Mm -hmm. um, but we are starting to bring on a few more like clients for just like podcast stuff in Europe because we have we have a really proficient system for getting our clients, you know, on a on a lot of podcasts in you know a short amount of time, which is what most of them want. And so yeah, we have the, we've got a few clients in Europe for that. But in terms of like the full scope, I think yeah, probably. Probably next year, I'll look to really sort of start to target that area more as well. Awesome. I, I like to give where can we find you in two years versus where you are now so we can keep track of where you're growing. Because like you said, you want booze to be synos, so, parallel to PR. Mm -hmm. Where can you find us in two years? That is a really good question. I mean, I have no doubt I'm still going to be on LinkedIn. So you can find me there. Um, but hey, maybe the cover of Forbes, you never know. Awesome. So where can we find you now? What website, what contact information can we find you? Yeah, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, you can go to boostmediaagency.com. That's our website. So yeah, those are probably the best places. And I mean, I have a handful of really great media resources on how people can you know, do their own PR, go and get themselves booked on podcasts. So if anyone listening needs anything in that front, just shoot me a message and we can, yes, yeah, send that over to you so you can get that all done yourself. Awesome. We love giving away things for free, right? 100%. Because then we go, 
oh, we can do it for free for this, but then we learned something very valuable. My time is worth something. I don't have time for this. This is why we hire a PR firm. Mm -hmm. Correct, exactly. Time is the most important asset. Like it's cliche, but you know, when you invest in something, you're just buying back time, right? You invest in a, in a team member to buy back five hours a day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I just hired a graphic designer today because I don't have time to do my graphics anymore. I do, but I like having me time. Exactly. So it goes hands in hands. This is what we do. No matter what company you're in, you need PR because that's your marketing. You need things to get your name out there. You need to know how to get to podcasts. You need to know how to get to the media office. This is not something that is taught in school. No, definitely not. But it was so wonderful talking to you today. Likewise, thank you so much for having me. And one more time, where can our listeners and our readers find you? Yeah, Instagram at Lewis Schenk or one word um, or BruceMediaAgency.com. Awesome. And thank you so much. And for our viewers and our listeners, happy growing.